4: some my guys in the desert. We're going to kick off hour two here. Danielle Alvari here in the v Sin studio at the South Point Sportsbook with Vinny Maiulo, Amal Shaw, and Josh Towers all on the desk with me. And uh, we're going to go a little bit out of uh, the realm here. We were just talking about MLB, but I want to switch things back really quick to talk about the NBA all-star odds. Update those after game three. So Chris Paul, the favorite here, obviously, at minus 165 for the Suns. And then Giannis Antetokounmpo, plus 240. We just saw him at 4-1 to one last week. And then before game one, even I believe at 6-1. to one. So just been a precipitous drop, obviously, since those 240 40 point games. Devin Booker also sitting at 6-1. to one. DeAndre, 8-25-1. to one. Not a lot of shifting there. I believe he was at 30-1 to one last week. And then Chris Middleton now at 40-1. to one. Amal, you said this is a short conversation. Why'd you say that?
5: Well, because for Milwaukee, it's Giannis only. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then for the other side, I understand Paul being the prohibitive favorite, but I don't get it. He's had 12 turnovers in this series. And you look at in his last couple of games, he's had 10 turnovers. Uh, so I think you look at Devin Booker at six to one. I, I don't want to lay Paul as a favorite. And the only problem I have is, Danielle, this is a voted on by the media. Chris- nine
4: people, as I've as i come to understand from JVT, only nine people vote on this.
5: Okay, and I, I would love to know who they are before I actually <laughs> – no, I say that with all sincerity because – you know, if it's people that are in markets where they haven't covered him, they may be more apt to vote for him. Maybe if they've worked in a market where they like him or they don't like him has a factor. So I'm really curious as to who who's the voting here. And I think because he's the head of the Players Association, he's a guy that's probably going to get a lot of votes.
6: It depends on when you bet it as well. For mm-hmm. I, I agree with them all. If it's the Bucks, it's it's Giannis. Uh, but there was a time, right, where the earlier markets had Chris Paul at a pretty nice price. So depending on where you're at with his tickets, and I think them all, you know. And if you go back before the playoffs, uh, you know he was double digits. Uh, yep. and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, now if that's the case, and you have a ticket that on on Chris Paul at double digits, say it's twenty to 1, 15 to one, then your decision's easy. I think uh, you can you can kind of you know either go with Giannis. Or you go with uh, with Booker as Amal said, or even DeAndre Ayton, who's uh, been a surprise. Why
7: is Paul the the consensus favorite? What am I missing? Well, it was simply
6: because he's actually
7: outscored Booker
5: 74-68 so far in the three Ayton? finals he seems games. To just own the Bucks.
4: Yes, yeah. I'm with him. Not only because I have an Ayton ticket.
7: He sets the tone. He's, he he was everything to start the game yesterday. Even though they faded at the end, he's been really good. I mean, you've seen you know consistency, but then a little inconsistency. With other numbers, uh, of course, Giannis is it, and it's going to go to the winning team. But I, I just don't understand why Aiden's overlooked like this. Yeah, you guys also both probably believe that the '85 draft lottery wasn't rigged either.
5: Uh,
4: <laughs> wasn't around for that. One. I, I know just you were, were going to say I, yeah, that. Just just wasn't either. Almost anybody. a decade.
6: Yeah, just right. we're not yeah. as old as you. <laughs> I, I don't disagree. But are you, you talking? Are you talking about the the frozen? Ping you can pong see the balls? go on YouTube. You <laughs> can see the corner envelope bent. It's so obvious.
5: Stevie Wonder could see it. Uh, uh, listen, I agree with you, Daniel, on Aiden. He's had a tremendous series. Mm-hmm. But the problem in the NBA is there are anointed superstars and people that get credit. Yes. And DeAndre Aiden hasn't gotten the credit he deserves. What do you have, 19 rebounds in the yes. first game? I mean, he was tremendous. Mm-hmm. I think he deserves a lot of credit for what he's been able to do so far. He, he's he been outstanding in this postseason, particularly in the finals. Um, but, again, points-wise, he's averaging 20 points so far. Or excuse me, not even 20, 17 points mm-hmm. in the finals, whereas Chris Paul's around 25. Mm-hmm. So that becomes a factor. And then, Paul has the ball in his hands at all times, so he's yeah. the catalyst.
6: There's a sentimental aspect to it, yeah, to, yes. to the voting. There's no question.
7: Well, yeah. it's popularity too. You know I mean, yeah. I was referencing the question you asked me on the first segment too, uh, and I talk about this with a lot of guys. And it's again, Cy Young and all the MVP stuff. Who who's the most popular? Because that's going to f- contribute a lot. So again, Tatis, even though he may not be the guy at the end, he's one of the most popular guys. So I always tell people like, if you want to make some money, if you want something done, then just promote yourself on social media like nobody else and <laughs> tell everybody you're good. Because Because we'll all believe it. To to your point, though, think about in boxing, right? right? Floyd's the greatest defensive fighter of
5: all time. But, oh, 100%. But he's also been able to promote himself. When he was Money Way Mayweather, nobody cared. Right. right. I mean, excuse me, Pretty Boy Floyd, Pretty, Pretty Boy, Boy Floyd. Floyd then yeah. he became Money Mayweather. And it's the same thing with Conor McGregor. There have been a lot better fighters in the UFC than Conor, but he has promoted himself extremely well, and so that's why his fights are marquee events. And that's the same thing. You mentioned the voting. 1995, AL MVP should have been Albert Bell, who has 50 homers, 50 doubles, only player ever to do that. It goes to Mo Vaughn.
7: That's right. Yeah, Bezos did deserve that.
4: One last point here on DeAndre Ayton yeah. that you could, if you're looking for an angle here, to support the Chris Paul thing. I mean, he had a breakout year here. I mean, DeAndre Ayton, and a lot of that had to probably do with the leadership that Chris Paul brought to this team. So nope. it's almost as if Chris Paul has his hands in kind of every area of the Sun's success this year.
5: I don't disagree, but um, look, at the end of the day, so much of this is outside of uh, – the kid in Golden State, Andre Iguodala, winning. They always give it to the name player. Yeah. It's
4: time to talk about the home run derby. Stick with us right here on My Guys in the Desert. Guys in the desert, I'm Danielle Vari here in the VSIN studio at the South Point Sportsbook with Vinny Mayulo and Amal Shah and Josh Tower still joining us on the desk to talk all about the home run derby. So, Shohei Otani is the favorite tonight, two to one. Joey Gallo behind him, plus 375. Pete Alonso sitting at four to one. Matt Olson, six to one. Juan Soto sitting at seven to one. Trevor Story, Trevor Story ten to one. Josh, I'm going to start with you. What do you think? Who do we like here?
7: Uh, I don't like the matchups on how they're put together, by the way. But uh, Trevor (laughs) Story. Oh, we'll get to it. Yeah, Trevor Story's got to be on everybody's list. I mean, anytime you do this at home, it's. You always have this advantage, and it's really just it's it's emotional with the fans supporting you. Um, so I, I think sto- a story stands out. Joey Gallo's hit 11 homers in the last 13 days, leading into 13 games coming into this. So we know he's swinging it. And then obviously Shohei Ohtani, Danielle, with what he's done. Like it's I said it before, it's uh, it's almost written that Shohei's going to win it. <laughs> but I, there's there's a there's a better pick for me out there.
6: Shohei Ohtani, so three to one on the opener, two to one now. But yes. here's the head-to-head matchup against Juan Soto, he opened up a dollar eighty-five. Right, he was the highest. So well, high. one of the highest. Right, we had uh, Olsen uh, a two-to-one, but a $1. dollar We came on the air. He's three thirty, and climbing. Plus. Minus, minus, head-to-head. Minus. Minus, head. Shohei is. Yeah. Shohei against Juan Soto. He's 2-1. Yeah. to one. Uh, He's down from 3-1. to one The value
7: to in all it. these matchups favor the dog tremendously. Oh, yeah. How you tell me yeah. Soto can't <laughs> exactly. drop bombs. Should the only two guys
5: I would eliminate off this list are Salvi Perez and Trey Mancini. Mm-hmm. See, Trey Mancini is my pick to win it.
7: Well, that's, that's fine. Is that a Baltimore bias or is that a just – I had 25 out here, I think. Um, no, the It's not Baltimore it's biased. It's, uh, it's cancer biased. Okay, and it's the Orioles trying to – Ask him to defer part of his twelve million. There's a lot for this man and what he's done. Any he home run the other day, his last at bat of the game. Do you game, like so. him in
4: this matchup here, um, Matt Olson?
7: I don't. I, the Matt Olson's the one for me that I like the least out of everybody. Okay. Um, and then it would be Perez just because he's a catcher and yeah. it's hard, even though mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen a couple catchers. So Matt Olson and, and Salvador would be the two I knock off first. But again, I think we can make a case for all of them. Joey would have been my favorite, but I don't like the fact that he has to go against Trevor at home. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So, I like no, I, yeah, I like Mancini. I like him. I, I Honestly, I just, I think it's such a neat story, and I would love to see him win more than anything. But in the matchup play, I do think that that Trey should be favor of Matt. And then I think it's easier to hit home runs right-handed in Coors. I like Trevor's story from a value standpoint. Ten to one, I think you referenced.
5: Mm-hmm. Familiarity with the ballpark. I don't know how much of a difference it will necessarily make. But Josh alluded to the crowd as well. Um, I just think in a contest like this where anybody can win, uh, you can't be betting these short favorites. Uh, no. I think this is the one where you take the long shots. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if any one of these eight guys won outside of Perez for me, none of it would be
7: a shock. I'm all plus 270 on why are we overlooking Juan? So he'd be a favorite versus anybody else on that board.
8: Outside of I, I couldn't maybe agree with you more. I think P Juan Soto's
7: in. got, listen.
5: The way he hits, and that's not Short, a particularly quick, high everything. fence there in Colorado. He's got a chance. I'm, I'm telling you, this is so different than doing it during the game when mm-hmm. a guy's you know throwing you a breaking ball, a fastball, a slider. I mean, this is just your chosen person to lob you the ball,
7: and you can just absolutely go crazy. And then what's the old, sorry, because I know you're about to say something. What's no. the old, Danielle, we have a rumor on the street is Shoah Otani hasn't taken batting practice all year. Call him BS on that, by the way, because I promise you he's been in the cage raking because this doesn't happen. But if he hasn't hit on the field all year and this is going to be the first time he does it, great point. that's a, that's a huge disadvantage.
4: Yeah, Adam, what I was going to ask is we're seeing Shohei in this matchup at minus 330 versus one, so you're getting plus 270 on him, and you're saying that against anybody else he would be favored. And so is he just the best competition they could have put up against him here? And are we seeing such a heavy favorite on Shohei because he is so popular? Is that a lot of yeah. public money? Yes. Uh,
6: Definitely, oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. He's – people He's are the man. just enamored with – I mean, so, you,
4: like, so maybe you are getting good value here on Juan well, Soto. Yeah. Tiger
5: Woods were in this contest against Otani. Josh would have Tiger Woods right now. He would, he would <laughs> unload the clip <laughs> on Listen, Tiger. But you know Tiger can hit. <laughs> 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 Josh is the biggest Tiger Woods fan out there. That's why I say that.
4: <laughs> well, uh, obviously, you guys have been asking who, who I grabbed. I grabbed Joey Gallo, actually, yesterday. I like it. So I got it plus 450. Uh, and it's moved now to plus 375. So lots of steam. I didn't know that my bet was going to just have that much of an impact on on it so I, I apologize guys but yeah you move sitting, markets
7: well yeah. it's why it's why Britain and Jeff bet it as well because they saw that you bet it
4: yeah well, well mm, of course
7: but but it's actually a good bet right a he's, bet. he's a power okay, guy good. this is
5: a situation where you I, first of all I, I think the matchup against Dory is probably the f- toughest one in the first it's, round. It's the
7: one I wish didn't happen. Yeah,
5: I I, th- I actually think Soto's going to knock off uh, Otani. I think Pete Alonso Me gets too. through. And I, I think uh, Trey Mancini's got a chance against Matt Olson. But outside of that, I th- then it becomes a crapshoot. And you look at Gallo. I mean,
7: this guy is going to absolutely hit some. Might hit Blake Street tonight.
6: Yeah. He might.
7: What he are might. our matchups after that? Like, is that how it's ranked? Shohei would be one and, and Soto's eight? I, like, I'm what not am sure. I missing? Because, because uh, I'll, it, I'll let you know tomorrow when it's over. There's, the, there's the bracket. So if Trey beats Mancini, then he's got to go against. Trey. See, that's a tough bracket out of the way. Boy, I'll tell you what, I like that one Soto who has bracket. has the
4: easiest path if we're looking the top two here. on the left.
7: <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. Otani oh, and
5: Soto. Mm-hmm. I, I think they'll get through Alonso and uh, Perez. And then they get into the finals,
7: obviously. A lot to live up for Pete Alonso. I think he wins the first round, clearly. But, yeah. you know, he won it before, and he'll try to do a little too much. And, you know, there's that whole second-year thing, I think. Mm-hmm. I also think when you look at Juan Soto's swing – it's so comfortable. Oh. It's just so graceful. It's
5: just—I mean—I I feel like he could just sit there for days if he gets in a rhythm. It's like almost like watching Steph shoot three pointers
7: in practice. What were they saying there? They Trey Man saying he won a home run contest like in college or something? And I think the dude that threw to him is throwing to him again. There you go. You so got some familiarity. Well, th-
6: you try to handicap that as well. I mean, you can't always do it, right? Was Chris, Chris Bryant's father, father? Right? With throw a a uses, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, yeah. So, I
7: think it was Chris's dad. I, I, I,
6: it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 So I mean, you you try to right, who's throwing? Have, you know, what kind of re, re, what's the relationship? How much time did? Because Britain our producer Britain was asking you know before how do you make odds on these? Well, there's a lot of percept, This this is a real perception, a public perception. Uh, aspect imp- impacts this quite a bit. And, again, that's why Otani was, was such a big favorite. And, you know, Joey Gallo is a big favorite. Well, these are names. these And people love that, and they migrate to it. And knowing, too, knew, knowing full well who they were going to bet, who, uh, very chalky.
7: Vin, who, who goes off first? Like, who's the first two guys? Like, who's, do we even know the very first one to take swings? Because that's always a little bit less. You mm-hmm. give me, like, third or fourth mm-hmm. or whatever it is, and I have time to relax and kind of see how yeah. it goes and understand when the break yeah. needs to be. It's hard to be that I first don't know rotation awesome.
6: if it's part of that uh, uh, on, the, uh, on the graphic, Probably gonna be on the Soto. bracket, but uh, I I don't know, on the one hand, you think, is Otani going to go first to get, to get it done, and then a little bit more recovery, All right, because if let's face win. it, the, yeah. the, look, the other part is, frankly, ratings, You people are going to watch this, they're, they're going to watch it, as long as he's in it, the ratings are, gonna, you're not going to go, <laughs> you're not taking a break while he's, while he's uh, uh, on the clock, right, so,
7: how is Trey Mancini the, the the biggest dog? I mean, what am I missing here? What are we missing? Why do you like him so much here? (laughs) That's a better question. Uh, Many reasons. Again, I think the whole cancer thing and then getting invited. uh, He is a home run hitter. I don't think we realize that because he's such a good player. Mm -hmm. Um, Hits right. You said you like that in this park. I do like it at this Mm -hmm. park a little bit more. I do. Uh, There's a lot of things that make me like Trey. I think he's 100% getting overlooked. I don't think people look at him as a power hitter. Like, oh, we kind of just threw him in for for somebody just to be added. Um, And again, you Throw exit velo of 88, and everybody gets scared. I, think uh, I just think that he's completely going overlooked. I think he's a much better. His swing is short and quick. He doesn't waste a lot of energy or time. I think you're buying seconds in between uh, swings that are that are very valuable since it's time based as well. Mm-hmm. I don't need somebody with a long swing falling down. I love Joey Gallo, but then I'm like, man, what if what if JG starts to get a little bit too long and then he loses a couple swings per round
6: compared to everybody else? I yeah, think by the he's way, the Matt most, Olson is the example too. He's the li- he's the most live dog. I, I agree with you. Matt by the way, Sandy. I think
5: this conversation lasted longer than the contest, but
7: <laughs> I know, I, that draws on forever.
5: I know. I wanted to ask you a question though, because Mike and Paul and I were talking about this today. Who's the National League MVP? The National League in baseball? No, in football. <laughs> um, Where'd you find this guy?
4: Well, follow-up question. While well, while well, he kind of like yeah, looked yeah, that up I need here, to look so at something real quick. yeah. So I'm also Joey Gallo. Obviously, one of the reasons I looked at him is recency. Yeah. How, how hot his bat has been. So is that one of the wow, big? Because for me, that was my biggest factor. I was looking at. I here. think that's a great current point. form. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Sorry, Ben. Go ahead. No, not current form.
4: Yeah. Go ahead. So is that for, so, Vinny? We're talking about handicapping this. Obviously, very difficult. You said a lot of public perception comes into play here. Uh, what are the top things that you're looking at?
6: Uh, certainly, uh, uh, everything we've been talking about. Current yeah. form. We try to figure out what, what's the matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, who's got? Who's had at bats? Who's been able to swing in this ballpark during yes. uh, during the course of the season or previously? Um, we try to. I, I couldn't tell you who's throwing to every. You try to figure out. Try to find who's going to. You know who's going to throw? We really don't know that, but the rotation we saw the we we looked at the uh, the bracketing there as well. And again, perception comes. I'd say perception comes more into play here from a percentage standpoint than uh, a lot of other props for sure.
4: Almost makes the odds seem a little bit less yeah. reliable then, because you're you're relying on the public a little bit. Well, here. if
6: you're cashing, they're always reliable. If yeah. you're not, I mean, but here's here's the other thing, right? You can go 50% here, let's say. Not that you know, you still got to win your tickets, but you know, you're not laying 11 to 10 and going 50% where you have to win uh, better than 52%. You get you, you're you're going to make money here.
4: All right, Josh, what's the verdict here on the NL MVP? I know you've had a moment here.
7: If if it was up to me right now, it'd be Nick Castellanos. So sitting at 30-1 oh, to like one right now. Yeah, Nick's my MVP, uh, and for what he does for that team as well, especially if they have this surgeons continue. Um, again, they're coming out of the break with Milwaukee again for three, and if they can do anything sweep, again, that would be tremendous for this team. Uh, I know it's Tatis in a lot of people's eyes and probably baseball, and, again, it's a popularity contest where Castellanos is doing a great job of selling himself, but he needs to do a better job. Um he has, I think, 33 more hits currently at this moment than Tatis does as well. But we look at home runs where he's 10 behind, and then we get a little nervous on the RBI total. They're right there. And then his average is almost 50 points higher. So for me, it's 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 Castellanos. Um, I know there's going to have to be a separation, and he's going to have to close the home run gap in order for people to truly really buy. But um, I think if we break down everything, maybe the stolen, maybe it might be the one time in history that somebody goes, Well, Tatis does has eighteen more stolen bases than him. It's like saying somebody's good at
4: the reason in the like room.
7: somebody's saying somebody's <laughs> good at defense in baseball, right? Like so, but for me, it is it's Nick Castellanos right now for sure.
6: Sixty to one going into this season.
7: Wow, Nick.
4: Half, yeah, we cut in half now. Thirty to one on DraftKings.
5: still a good play. Three thirty-one average, eighteen homers, fifty-seven runs driven in. You mentioned Tatis twenty-eight homers and fifty points lower in terms of batting average. But let's take a look at what Fernando Tatis has been defensively. Look, uh, you can only account for four runs in a single at bat. Fernando Tatis defensively could be liable for an infinite number of runs that he yields because of the errors. I mean, some of these
7: errors have been outrageous. It is amazing how many errors he had and how much they factor in. And, again, that's what I'm you know, joking about defense, but we will completely overlook that mm-hmm. when we're talking about this, but then we'll add in some crazy like stolen bases and in the stat. It, it, he, defensively, he's a big-time liability, uh, and I think that if we're talking about an MVP, that has to play in.
5: I, to me, it's a huge factor. When you look at so many of these Padres games in certain situations, you know what, what Josh made a great point on is he's, he is – to me, there are three players right now that I want to watch. Tatiste, uh, Vlad Jr., yeah. and Shohei. But the problem is Tatiste makes a highlight play like that one where he had the double jump where he caught the ball, the line drive. It was an amazing play. But that kind of takes away from the defensive liabilities of what hurts the team at times. And you have to really take into consideration. That's why I'm such a huge Nolan Arenado fan because mm-hmm. there's no drop off.
7: I mean, the guy's a vacuum at third base. Oh, <laughs> it's it's amazing. But then, yeah, that play for Tatis—it's it's it's aired over and over again on Twitter and all the social media things. And so we're seeing that, and we won't see anything for Nick. Uh, a, a topic that I 100% stay off of all the time. But I will say this: Fernando's name is brought up in the in the the picture for the Dodgers case, uh, and that's something to probably take into consideration as well. Because if, if he gets drug in the mud in this, um, that could be some time potentially.
4: It's going to affect public perception
0: yeah. at that point. Sure.
7: I, I did. I was unaware of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a couple guys' names mentioned that uh, she's she's came out and mentioned, and he was one of them. Okay, I, so, I was uh, I was completely unaware
5: of that. But you know, just kind of factor. Back. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to on the field, you mentioned Castellanos. You know, Nick is not a guy you think of as a average hitter, meaning mm-hmm. like so meaning good. hitting for average, but batting 331 this year. I mean, leading the National League now. Still, long way to go, but if he can wind up at north of 320, that that'd be impressive. And you can make the argument he plays in the Great American Small Park, as Mike Palm likes to say. But you know, American League, t- excuse me, National League. Tatis gets to play in Denver, gets to play in um, one of my favorite hitter parks in baseball in Phoenix, down in uh, Chase. Uh, San Francisco in the day, Dodger Stadium in the day, Petco
7: at the daytime are much more hitter-friendly parks. And oh, and the other thing, too, sorry, Vin. real quick. Uh, Alex, last year he had 225, Castellanos, in a shortened season. But before that, 289, 298, 272, 285. He's always been a very, very good hitter, and that's high for our standards. The other thing is is the home runs were always really good, 26, 23, 27. Um, and so he's increased everything as far as his offense. I don't know if this is a contract year, but he's also the catalyst behind the motivating factor to make that team successful. He's been very vocal about it. Respects the, the the tradition of the games. He said he wants to honor Barry Larkin and, and Ken Griffey Jr. and be that good. There's a lot of cool things about
6: this kid. Doesn't get as much publicity as a Tatis, right? But no, the fact of the matter means. is, where would this te- this team's not in first place without him? That's another thing to take into consideration. You can't, you know, th- th- there been a surprise. We talked about it at the top of the uh, the sh- uh, show today when we came on at two o'clock Pacific. Uh, you talk about surprises. They're as big a surprise as anybody uh, in, in in baseball this year, the Milwaukee Brewers. And just yes.
4: loud, just about a minute left here. I want to put a bow on the home run derby. Obviously, it's going to get underway in less than two hours here. So who are our favorite outrights? And I don't want a list of like five people. All right, we're not betting golf here. Uh, So who are your favorite outrights? And then are there any head-to-head matchups that you like?
5: I don't don't like an outright, but I like in the head-to-heads, I like Pete Alonso against Salvi Perez. Okay. I I was just shocked when I saw Perez's Mm. name in there. I know he's got 21 bombs, but he's not a guy that I think of as a home run hitter. I think Pete Alonso in a contest like this, he might hit a million homers. I hope he goes first. So that way he actually gets fatigued and he gets more than he needs to, <laughs> and then Juan Soto gets past him or Shohei gets past him.
7: Josh, favorite bet on the board. It's the is it f- an outright or head to head? I got one of each. The favorite okay. bet on the board is value based with Soto okay. over Shohei. Yeah. Uh, and then I will I honestly will bet Trey Mancini to win it all.
4: At twenty to one, Vinny said that's the biggest liability for them of the long shots. There you go. All, all right. Mancini. Well, and I have Joey Gallagher I got him at plus four fifty. That's Do you have any matchups? Uh, I haven't. I haven't looked at the matchups yeah. yet, but Mancini, maybe after uh, maybe after the show. Uh, so thanks so much to Josh Towers for joining us Thank the last few segments. We appreciate him making the time. Uh, let's switch to talk about the Gold Cup next. It's time for soccer right here on My Guys in the Desert. subscriber exclusive this Tuesday. Long Shots hosts Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds will be answering your golf betting questions live just in time for the Open Championship. They'll be live Tuesday at 3.15 p.m. Eastern for subscriber-only Q&A sessions. Subscribers will have access to watch live and ask questions, or you can email your questions ahead of time to questions at Watch for the link in your subscriber email and join Brady and Wes for all of the golf betting insights this Tuesday. Danielle Avari, Amal Shaw, Vinny Mayulo back here on My Guys in the Desert, ready to get into the Gold Cup a little bit so for those who don't know gold cup determines the continental champion of north america central america and the caribbean it's basically the euros or copa america of our region at least that's how i've come to understand it not being the biggest soccer uh viewer or better just just uh disclaimer out there before we well start getting David. into this well uh, but on saturday mexico drew trinidad and tobago zero to zero on sunday the u.s beat haiti one to zero canada beat martinique four to one el salvador beat guatemala two to zero now let's get to today's games Amal, you been watching
5: these so far. I had not. I looked at the U.S. versus Haiti, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, USA escaping one nothing there. But at the you mentioned the TNT result against Mexico. That's a mm-hmm. shocker. You know, TNT's got a population of about two million people, seven miles off the coast of Venezuela, and Mexico's got about a hundred million people. Somehow they find a way to draw.
4: <laughs> they couldn't. They just yeah. The depth wasn't there. Yeah, it's a lot exactly of qualifying.
6: Right. Uh, this handle won't be quite the same as uh, the Euros. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what. One of the biggest reasons is the time. When you look at these times here, which are uh, mid to late afternoon and evening,
8: mm-hmm.
6: we did a lot more business with the early games because of the way they were positioned in again. the schedule. Now, again, yeah. today a little bit more business because you know you, got, well, you uh, But but here's the thing: you've got home run derby, which is going to be uh, get everybody's attention, and everybody's going to have uh, tickets on on a home run derby. Um, tomorrow, a little bit a little bit more business but then on wednesday uh, you've got uh you know concacaf going up against the nba finals game 4 so uh from a from a betting perspective not as much uh not nearly as much as the euro championships them all but uh, i don't even know if it's really going to be as much as uh, what we saw uh, last week uh, in south america
5: yeah exactly right yeah. Uh, you mentioned that obviously with uh, brazil and argentina finishing up on saturday argentina winning that one daniel you know i think the challenge here is look you're going to have a a fixed group of people that are soccer bettors and fans. Mm-hmm. They're going to probably uh, go towards it. But you, when you look at the prices of these matchups, they're so absurd in some of these early matchups when you see them. And so it becomes very difficult to bet them. <laughs> Excuse me. It becomes extremely difficult to bet them. You know, you get a team like Martinique. Okay. Yes. I mean, I can't even believe they're fielding a team. Do they have enough people? <laughs> I mean, that's the serious question. So, I think it's always a challenge when you look at these. We see, um, you know, Jamaica. Actually, i was surprised that now number's not higher against Suriname. They're at uh, minus two seventy. But um, you're going to see, you, you see, Costa Rica. The Tikas are at minus uh, eight uh, six thirty five there uh, against Guadeloupe. No surprise. So, some of these are not going to come as much of a shocker in terms of the pricing.
6: When you look at the goal line. So here we we you know, we're using a goal line for these. So you mentioned it. Uh, 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 Costa Rica two minus two and a half minus a nickel. The United States against Martinique minus two and a half goals minus a dollar thirty. So again, to Amal's point, uh, pay real close attention to the prices of these games. So how you want to bet them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, so
4: obviously, a lot of steam on Jamaica and Costa Rica here. Looking at that, I mean, is it worth putting them in any kind of parlay? Because we're seeing Jamaica as a favorite versus Suriname minus two seventy for Jamaica, and then uh, Qu- Costa Rica facing Guadeloupe and Costa Rica minus twelve
5: hundred favorite here. Yeah, I mean, no surprise that they're prohibitive favorites. Uh, They're always very good. these are just mismatches. You know, one of the things I mm. always do is I love looking at is when you look at the populations of some of these countries, right? I always said England got the call on the penalty kick because England, the country itself, and not including the rest of Great Britain, you got a population of 55 million people. What do the Danes have, about 10 million people? I mean, maybe that might be an optimistic number there. So yeah, I feel like you get some calls. And uh, I know my man Vinny Maiulo is smiling over here because his Italian side comes through once again. I don't know if there's any team that's better in pressure moments when you get it, whether it be Euro Cup, World Cup than the Italians. We saw no 06 <laughs> against the French. Uh, I've always kind of cheered for England because I'm a big Steven Gerrard fan and, of course, Frank Lampard. But I also grew up watching Gary Lineker in the 86 World Cup and how well he played, and they got ripped off on the hand of, gold, uh, the hand of God goal by uh, Diego Maradona. And I, I've kind of come to the realization now that my dream in sports is never going to come to fruition, which is the U.S. men's national team winning the World Cup. I don't think I'm probably going to live long enough for it. I hope Mm -hmm. I am, but um, I just don't see it materializing. And so England is always kind of a team that I've followed. The three lines have always had tons of talent, but they've just never been able to put it together. And I'll tell you, Marcus Rashford, to me, yesterday was a big miss, Vin. They're up 2-1 on uh, two-one on PKs. He's an experienced player, and he danced too much. Just be like Ramos, DDA Drogba against Bayern Munich for Chelsea. Just come up there and take the
6: kick and go. I'm not so sure those youngsters should have been in on that, yeah. though, either. Too much well, pressure. congrats to,
4: to Vinny and Italy on their win in the Thank you. Of Keep of Let's go find Jimmy Vaccaro and bring him into studio next on My Guys in the Desert. back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Danielle varian Shaw Vinny Mayulo back here in the VEASAN studio at the South Point Sportsbook. And now joining us on the desk, legendary odds maker from right here at the South Point, Jimmy Vaccaro. Jimmy, I, well, I want to start by asking, how was your weekend? Obviously, UFC 264 going on in town. What were you doing?
9: Uh, I was sleeping. <laughs> I was getting massages every day. A man after my own heart. Yes, me too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there? Catching up on the week. You know, it, it, it was pretty good. It was obviously there was a lot, a lot of things going on there, which uh, uh, turned out relatively fair. We were a small winner uh, with everything considered. Uh, we lost every basketball game, and the first two they bet the Suns, and then the other, and yesterday they bet the bet the favorite. Year. But the baseball was good. Uh, the fight, you know what, kid? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it wasn't a big decision. We won like twenty-five thousand, but there was no jeopardy in it. We were getting small play you know, on both sides of the ball here, so obviously it turned out relatively well with, with the kid uh, you know, getting injured like that. But uh, uh, I, I would say that was the highlight of the, of the uh, weekend. But I'll tell you what was an amazing thing yesterday. There wasn't a bare seat in the sportsbook watching this soccer thing. No. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the biggest Euro 2020? Bet. The biggest bet might have been $100. But you talk about loyal people and people, excuse me, screaming on every kick. And then when Italy won... They start singing. I remember yeah, was one Dean of the, was the right vaccaro
6: Mayulo family reunions here yesterday.
4: Was that was Vinny one of the people singing?
9: <laughs>
6: <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> know. Vinny was drinking a lot of wine yesterday. But when I was
9: when I would literally say that every seat and they were in the lounge too and nobody left from the first kick until the last kick. So I would say overall everything went relatively well for a weekend, which, you know, if you look back a month ago, it's okay. We got this fight. We'll see what happens from there. But it was, uh, in our case, obviously it filled up the casino also. So it was a win-win for us. To your point, Jimmy,
5: I was in New York City in 06 when France played Italy in the World Cup final, and I was at a party and it was, I think, more Italians than in Rome at that party, (laughs) and the reality of it, I think I was only one of a couple people cheering for France. I always tell people, you don't have to be a soccer fan, but one of the great experiences, particularly like in New York, Chicago, Miami, Mm -hmm. L.A., if you have a chance, go to one of these bars and watch a tournament game, especially with like you'll you'll see a bar is aligned to a certain country. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable, the experience. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is... I remember sitting there watching that game yesterday. I was so fired up for this game. I I was pulling for the English side they're they're leading throughout the most of the match I didn't have a bet on the game and then in the penalty kicks they're up 2-1 then Rashford misses and then all of a sudden they miss again I'm like oh it's over and then Pickford comes up with a huge save on the fifth one yeah. and you're thinking okay now they can get back to level they got a chance I mean, I was saying it would have been the greatest party in the history of London last night yeah. had England won since 1966, at least.
6: Yeah, I, meanwhile, was the best, greatest party in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. But go ahead, Jimmy.
9: <laughs> All my cousins texted me after, like, said something in Italian, which I have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> Bella this, Bella that, whatever. <laughs> Drink your wine and shut up or just leave me alone. <laughs> I think they're still juiced up. I really do. I oh. mean, that's I, that's how involved they get that's with right. this, you know. Well, you got to remember, right, like... We have a
5: multiple sports. Mm-hmm. You could be a right. football fan, baseball, basketball. This is a sport. Whether you, oh. even if you're just not even a fan, you still have an idea of what's going on in terms of how big it is. I was in I was in France for Euro Cup '92, and I remember like just everybody, everything stops in the Europe. country stops. Absolutely, like the match times are set up in such a way. This was an eight o'clock kickoff in London, nine o'clock Paris, nine o'clock in Rome. Every single person, even even though France got eliminated, you're still watching. This is like mm-hmm. the
9: Super Bowl. Yeah, it surely was. Well, you know, it's just... It fills a gap. Obviously, we're going through a very hot time here in Las Vegas, as in a lot of places on the West Coast, but uh, it, it fulfilled the good afternoon. So, like, you know, for the couple of days with the basketball and the fight and, and the soccer, went relatively well. I, I would consider a small winner the entire thing, but there, as, we, as I said earlier, we, you know, took care of our customer base, too. You know, everybody who came in yeah. knew that they could come in. We'd have everything on that we could, and uh, you know, it was a good weekend.
4: Jimmy, uh, I know you have some pretty strong opinions also about All-Star games in general. We have the MLB All-Star game coming up and the Home Run Derby tonight. What are your thoughts?
9: I can't stand them.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why can't you stand well, them? How can you stand them? I mean, I don't want to watch it. Well, there you go. I want to watch the Home Run, <laughs> Run Derby, know, but, uh, though, because Jimmy, I have a ticket on
6: You have a ticket. On the Home Run Derby. C- talk about the ticket ratio. The ticket ratio between oh, okay. the All-Star Game and Home Run Derby tonight.
9: Okay, well, well, truthfully, the Home Run Derby outclasses the All-Star Game. It's not even close anymore. Uh, if I were the NFL, uh, yeah, whatever they are, I'd switch it around. I'd have the baseball game tonight and the Home Run Derby the second day, give them another a full day of people betting their small tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will have a decision on, obviously, mm-hmm. the game, but let's call it like it is. The Baseball game has lost all of its luster since... Pete Rose ran into Fosse, you know. <laughs> Fifty years. Seriously, do you think that that's never going to happen again? Because no one will take a chance on getting hurt, will they? You know, running into uh, running into the catcher. So from that particular point in time, that in the NBA final, uh, the All Star game, get lost. Watch me oh. and Vincennes three on three down here on Homewood Avenue.
5: I, I agree with you on that NBA All Star game. That thing is an absolute. I mean, just a travesty. It, yes. It's awful. Can't make the total high enough.
4: And then, uh, Jimmy, I want to make sure we have time to ask you about this, too. What did you bring in the studio today? So we have a parlay card here?
9: We have a parlay card. We're getting ready for football. A sheer two months away. And uh, what we like to do here at the, uh, at the South Point is offer no point spread. Just pick the winners. a $5 card. And upwards of uh, we guarantee 25000 We usually hit thirty five to 40000 mm-hmm. And this I will out there, you guys. If anybody comes in driving in for a weekend before the season starts and bet your card, come and see me. Jimmy will give you a buffet for two. Oh How's
6: wow! That, Daniel? Right, and Jimmy, five dollars each card, no point spreads. No points to for week one, and th- you, there's no limit as to how many
9: you can no, play. No, you can bet a hundred card. Daniel, you can send in and like say, hey, go bet eighty cards for me. Here's four hundred. Right. And so have you guys done this buffet?
4: before, or is this the first time we've seen this? It's
9: the year year four. Right. Four are four, or four, or four or five, or five, yeah. Market. Hey, kid, you know, where have you been dressing up, sweetheart? You're going to square oh, Magazine. Oh, yeah? Well, I
4: knew we were talking about baseball a lot today, so this is, like, my baseball okay. look. So yeah. who do you got
9: in the home run derby?
4: Um, who do, Joey, Joey Gallup. I, I, I have Joey Gallup. Oh, the local. The local
9: oh, guy. There's not something there, is there? Oh, no, no. no, <laughs> just, no,
4: no. Checking, <laughs> just checking. Just <laughs> checking.
7: You
9: done Share with me?
4: But, if you know, if there was, it would be a baseball player because of the contracts. <laughs> so that's just <laughs> something to consider as well. Do you guys get a lot of action on these parlay cards? Have they been popular in the past?
6: Yeah, jimmy should be so twenty five thousand guaranteed, but we get up to about thirty four, thirty five thousand. It can continue to grow in popularity. But the, here's the kind of thing uh, uh, about this: as folks come in now for their summer, for their weekends in particular, they're uh, they're they're going over, and we we place them right by the sheets, so the odd sheets where everything that we're, uh, we've got posted over there, and they can't help but notice it. And they said, "Well, yeah, you know, here's twenty bucks. There's five
9: car- or four cards. Let me put them in."
4: People yeah. can't stay away from parlays, huh? By people, you know. I mean myself as well.
9: You know, and getting back to parlays and parlay cards, you know, the, the guy that we all work for and built a studio here, Michael Gone, uh, he changed the face of like parlay cards, you know, 45 years ago when he came out of the woodwork and said, you know, we're gonna give fair price to these people, and the parlay cards have been strong ever since.
4: Well, legendary maker Jimmy Vaccaro, making time for us as always, we appreciate it. We'll be back here on My Guys in the Desert. Back in. If you're looking for a hot tip to bet on, Bet River Sportsbook has you covered every day. Go to the Bet Rivers app on Betrivers.com and find the game you want to bet on. Then tap tips and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. Try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other sports. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at playsugarhouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem in Illinois, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. In Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. And in Iowa, you can call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Danielle Avari, Amal Shah, and Vinny Mayulo back for one last time on My Guys in the Desert. And we're going to talk about the NFL because I just can't wait. I just can't wait. So about seven weeks? Yes. We're going to talk about the division odds actually here. So let's start with the NFC east uh actually hotly contested up till the last week it seemed like last season Mm -hmm. so the cowboys the favorite here sitting at plus 160 to win the division the washington football team plus 225 the giants plus 375 and the eagles plus 475 these odds all coming from the south point so the cowboys the obvious favorite here what do you kind of expect to see from them this season is it a lot of public money that's making this number or do we actually think they're going to be that good
6: no public money uh so you start with the with the quarterback position, mm-hmm. and when you, when you look at the division, probably the best quarterback in the division in Dak Prescott figures so to Coming come off back. an injury. Now the defense needs uh, needs uh, to do some work, uh, but when you look at both sides of the football, particularly the skill positions on on the on offense, <clears throat> um, overall because of Dak Prescott mainly, yes, uh, that's why they're they're the favorite. However, you know Washington's got the best defense in uh, uh, in uh, the division. And from one of the best defenses in the league, really. Uh, But the Giants, now you get Saquon Barkley back. He figures to be back from the start of the season. The Eagles are the long shot simply because we just don't know. I mean, quarterback, you start with the quarterback situation there as well, right, from a different perspective uh uh, than uh than the cowboys so that's that's where we you know that's how we break this down obviously you look at the schedules we know they're all going to play each other two times Mm -hmm. and uh you look at the overall schedule uh one extra road game this year for the nfc teams right the uh, afc is going to have the uh the extra home game this year as we go to 17 games as well and home fields will be more of a factor this year now home field in, in, and not to belabor this, but home field in pro football is not as significant as it is in college football. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, it's not, wow. uh, not the same. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why they're pros. But those are the reasons uh, why the Cowboys stand at the top of the NFC East in terms of the uh, future price for the divisions and the Eagles are at the end.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, it's understandable you wouldn't know that. You went to UCLA. They don't really have fans.
4: It's uh, not really a home field. We have to take a bus <laughs> to get there. I know,
5: exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I love the Washington football team to win this division. You get Ryan Fitzpatrick, which is an appreciable upgrade mm-hmm. to the quarterback position in my opinion. Defensively, I think they're going to get a little bit better. Uh, this team can make some waves. Remember they acquired Curtis Samuel from the uh, – Carolina Panthers as a free agent, him combined with Terry McLaurin. If the running game can find some consistency and they can keep Fitzmagic upright, the one thing you have to avoid with Fitzpatrick is that one four-interception game, which seems to trickle in every fourth or fifth Mm. week. That's where the problem lies. I don't think the Giants and Eagles really are contenders for this division. I think there's a long way to go. Question marks for both of them at the quarterback position. And then Dallas defensively. They were horrendous last year, guys. I don't know how much better yep. they're going to be. Obviously, they bring in Michael Parsons out of Penn State. That'll help them. But can he make enough of a difference to
6: stop a secondary that was an absolute sieve? I think one of the other things when you're handicapping this, too, is mm-hmm. look at coaching. And yes. to Amal's point, I think when uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that the, uh, the edge – for the coaching goes to the same edge uh, as defense, and that is in Washington.
4: Ron Rivera, yeah. So you mentioned head coaching here, obviously. Mike McCarthy, have we seen enough from him? Obviously, they had a quarterback carousel going on with the injuries last season. Have we seen enough to kind of judge him without Aaron Rodgers?
5: Yes. He's terrible. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I'll listen, Daniel, I'll go back to a situation in 2008. Green Bay's playing at Minnesota. They got the ball first down and 10, down by two points at the 38-yard line of the Vikings. No timeouts for Minnesota and he did, he manages to get two yards, and Crosby comes in for a 53-yard field goal and misses it. To me, those are coaching situations that you should be able to address, and that's what it comes down to, managing the game, managing your players. Mike McCarthy has never done anything uh, to really warrant him being the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I kind of felt like it was a game of musical chairs. Jerry looked around, all the chairs were broken, and he found McCarthy, and that was the one chair that probably only had one fractured leg. So,
4: fixable, serviceable. <laughs> yeah.
6: I think people, you know, I, th- I thought there was were higher expectations uh, mm-hmm. when he got there, uh, but obviously has not uh, panned out. And, again, Rivera, uh, when you look at these four teams, uh, that's an edge for Washington.
4: So let me ask you about the Eagles, though. All right. They finished two games behind the Giants and the Cowboys last year. One of those losses was kind of a throwaway at the end of the season. So what do you anticipate we'll see from them? Should the odds be a little bit longer? Should they be shorter? Or do you think that they're appropriately priced here?
1: Well, I'm sorry,
6: we did open it at 5-1, to one, so there was yeah. some speculation. And I think part of that speculation came in simply because, the, you know, folks do believe that the division is a bit, I don't, I don't Dicey, want to say right? wide open, but yeah. a lot closer than, uh, than some of the others. But uh, I, I just think that, again, there's, there's a lot of question. There's a lot of transition going on there. The team is in rebuild mode and uh, starting from under center.
5: Yeah, I, to me, the ego should be around where the Washington football team was last year. I, I mentioned it. I took Washington to win the division last year 20 to 1. I thought the division was wide open. I thought Dallas had a lot of question marks. Uh, the Giants, because of their offense, the addition of Kadarius Toney, you look at Shepard on the outside, uh, Evan Ingram at tight end. But the big question mark is Daniel Jones. And then can Saquon yeah. Barkley stay healthy? If Barkley is healthy, he's a difference maker. It seems like once every two games he's got a 50-, 60-yard run in him. He's tremendous. But there's a lot of question marks considering uh, concerning Jones. And then you asked about Philadelphia. To me, this team should be in the 12 to 15 to 1 range. Jalen Hurts is not leading you anywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, if you're Philadelphia, you're going to be in good position to be drafting in the top eight again next year. Uh, Obviously, they add in Devontae Smith, but lots of things need to improve on this team. The the offensive line was horrendous last year.
6: So these numbers will change. So as we get further into the summer and people start now making more plays, right, future plays, and this is considered a future play, uh, but as we get into once camp starts and reports start coming out of camp, coverage starts coming out of camp. Oh, by the way, there'll be some uh, only three uh, exhibition games this year. People will start evaluating too. So these numbers again they'll change. And to Amal's point, I think the Eagles' price will go back up. Uh, you know, again it came down initially. Um, the Giants. I think I think they did address their offensive line some in the off season. Yeah. It figures, mm-hmm. but again, health is health is the great equalizer too, or or, or you know it, it works against teams. It, you know injuries uh, play an important part as to what happens, and that's going to play an important part as to how people play these.
4: Let's take a look at the AFC East as well. So, elsewhere in the East, the Bills are the favorite here at minus one hundred and sixty. The Patriots at plus three hundred and sixty. The Dolphins also at plus three hundred and sixty, and then the Jets on there as well. Nice to be included at fifteen to one. These odds via the South Point. So, when we take a look at this, my first question is: Should the Patriots and the Dolphins be the same odds, and if so, why?
6: Well, I think again, uh, there's big question marks with the the biggest question mark with the Dolphins is is the quarterback situation. Yes. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa in a uh, in, in their workout, uh, in their OTA recently, at five interceptions. <laughs> and, that, I mean, that, that that's concerning, right? Uh, Patriots, and Amal hit on a key point in our previous segment uh, uh, about the Patriots, they had a lot of guys opt out last year that mm-hmm. are not going to opt out this year. I think they'll be better uh, offensively, and I think the fact that they they have a bit more they have, they have more faith with Cam Newton this year, and if he doesn't work out, then you'll see Stidham, and you may even see, will, will Jones come in? I don't, I'm don't. i not necessarily sure that's the case this year, but uh, he'll be a quick study. Um, but the Dolphins, their, their defense is solid. We saw that the Dolphins are an improving team. I love the coaching staff of the Dolphins. I love what they're doing. Um, the bills we did have them at a dollar forty. They did bet the bills. They laid a dollar forty. They laid a dollar fifty, and that's how they've gotten to a dollar sixty. The jet price, the jet price hasn't moved, but they'll continue to go up. But are they headed in the right direction? You you would hope so. I mean, uh, they they've, <laughs> they've had enough draft picks to, to to get that way, but now those draft picks have to pan out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that the uh, Dolphins and the Patriots, uh, I, I actually I think we'll see the dolphins as we get further into the summer you may see you may see the dolphins' price become a little bit less mm. than the uh, uh, than the patriots i think the jets should probably be hired about
5: 20 to 1 <laughs> think about this <laughs> last year dallas yeah, was there. a favorite and washington 20 to 1 in that division you got a better team in buffalo than anybody was in the mm-hmm. nfc east coming into last season jets are worse than any team was in the nfc east last year uh, this Buffalo bet is a great bet. This is arguably, depending on what the Packers' odds are, but remember, question marks surrounding Aaron Rodgers. This is the best bet to win the division. The Buffalo Bills at minus 160 is an absolute theft. I actually looked at this today, uh, again, because I had bet at minus 150. I saw a couple other places. Mm-hmm. This line was around $2. Daniel, this is still a very good bet. Even if Josh Allen goes down, this team is good enough, despite what they have in terms of backup. you got Jake Fromm as a backup, and um, I forgot who uh, – Mitchell Trubisky is the other backup. You know, as bad as Trubisky's been with this team around him, they're good enough to be able to win this division. Vinny alluded to it with the Dolphins quarterback. Lots of question marks with Tua. Lots of question marks with Cam Newton. you got a rookie quarterback in Zach Wilson. I mean, Josh Allen is by a large margin right now the best quarterback in this division. Yeah.
4: What about beyond this division? I mean, Josh Allen, lots of buzz around him. What are you expecting to see from him specifically this season?
5: Well, I think it'll be great as long as number 14, Stephon Diggs, is healthy. Diggs yes. is a difference mm-hmm. maker. That, that connection. Yeah. Diggs is – you know, you saw it. I know Jefferson and Thielen had good seasons in Minnesota, but – Stephon Diggs, he's a game changer. He's a top-five receiver, in my opinion. Uh, I I think he makes all the difference in the world. And Buffalo running game's got to be more consistent. Their defense did not play up to a level that I think they're capable of. That's why I think Buffalo's extremely dangerous. Nobody's talking about them for the AFC. I think with that year of experience going into the AFC championship game against Kansas City, this team could potentially get past the Chiefs. It won't be easy. Still make the Chiefs the favorite, and and no surprise there. But I think Buffalo's
6: a dangerous team. This price will keep, keep going up. Yeah, Like I said, it was 7 to 5. Now it's 8 to 5. It's just only going to climb. We'll probably get to $2 before uh, by the time August gets here.
4: So if you do want a Bills ticket for them to win the AFC East, now is the best time to grab it. But if you want the uh, Dolphins, also might be worth looking at because, as Vinny said, might be going down from here. Uh, and Patriots, uh, I'm guessing, is going to go up. But we'll have to see what happens with Cam Newton and with Mac Jones. Uh, thanks so much to everybody who joined us today. Josh Towers, obviously, in studio. Amal Shah, Vinny Maulo, myself, and also Jimmy Vaccaro. We'll see you back here tomorrow for another uh, hour with my guys in the desert.
0: if you dare.